might have to get into that a little bit. Why get not? into this Nelly. That's your boy, isn't he? That's, 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 hey, hey, STL. Hey, 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 hey you, when you go to the Nelly concert, do you put that uh, Band-Aid on your cheek? I do not. <laughs> no. I've been to two Nelly concerts. One's on, one I was backstage, the yeah. other one I was on the floor. But yeah. I am not yeah. wearing a Band-Aid. But do, hey, do, let me ask you this. Do them cats, do people do it? Wear the, no, wear the, no. Wear the, no, the Band-Aid? No. Oh, okay. No. Even when he first came out, they didn't wear a Band-Aid. No. No. It was just him. That was his signature for his yeah. his brother that was in jail. Oh, Did okay. you know that? No, I didn't. I was yeah. about to ask you what it's for. That, that it's was for his brother. his brother that was in jail. Well, a guy like his brother. Yeah. That was in jail. He wore well, for him. Nelly though. That, that's that's the anthem right there, man. Yeah. But uh we're going to we're going to dive into uh you know what what we said before is I always I wanted your opinion. I have my opinion. Um I do just th- I do think there's a difference between pros and college. Obviously, that there is. You just, it's just by name, sake first, and then expectations and time with the players X, Y, and Z makes it different. The game was drastically different at some point in time. Mm-hmm. I think it's so close now. It actually begs me to ask the question even more. Why is it so hard for college coaches to coach in the pros? I don't think – first of all, my opinion is I don't think it should be that hard, but it's always been that hard. To me, and we said this during break, coaching is coaching. Right. Right? I I think it is. It's a, a relationship thing and an ego thing. Right? Right. In, in college, you can pretty much – Dictate. Dictate. Yeah. In the pros – you got some of those guys is making more than you, right? And they're older, and they and, established, and they're established. You ain't finna talk to me reckless, yeah, right, right. So if you can coach, you can coach, right, right. Because a lot of college coaches go be assistant coaches in NFL and they be right. successful, right. But they know how to establish a relationship, right. If you check your ego at the door and anything right. you do. You're gonna be all right. You're gonna be okay. And if you treat people right, right, yeah, you're gonna be successful. You can't go in there, <laughs> you know, talking. If if I go in, there, I'm your head coach, and I'm making, say, I'm making eight million a year, and you making fifteen million right. a year, and you establish, and I come in there talking to you sideways. What you gonna tell me? I'm gonna tell you everything. I need exactly. To so again, you you establish the relationship. You build a rapport, you gain their respect, then they'll play for you. Regardless right. of who you are, if you check your ego at the door, yeah. you establish that relationship, and and then you're good to go. Yeah, I always wonder about that. I think the reason why I'm saying it now with NIL and all the you know scholarship checks and all the extra benefits, it's not – I feel like when we were in college, you got that little measly old scholarship <laughs> check. Be lucky enough to get a Pell Grant check. So there was so the, the gap between, you know, student athlete and coach, I guess compensation wise was like astronomical, mm-hmm. even though they weren't making that much back nope. then. But they it still was astronomical. So with that being said, with NIL and the ability to kind of, you know, pump up their pockets a little bit. And then also with 
I guess, social media uh, followings and their ability to make the you know money through their social media accounts. You know whether they're, I mean, they, they you know they got the chief borders down there. He's a big you know TikTok social media guy. You can make some money. You know they can have their own websites. I think the relationships with the players and these players are more sensitive. I guess you know what I'm saying in a way or more. They're 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 the Y generation where they always ask why 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 before they they really get into it. You would think they the relationships are more important right now. So then it would make me assume, or I'd like to assume if 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 you're you know get the chance to be an NFL coordinator or head coach, it would be no different, regardless if you are, you know, part in the decision making on the roster or X Y and Z. Some guys get that power and completely just lose their everlasting mind. Right. Some guys can't can't, can't do it. it. Right. They yeah. can't handle it. Right. I mean, there's guys that get it in the pros that are always been pro pro coaches and lose their mind. One one example is Josh McDaniels. When he went to Denver, he had lost his mind with the stuff that he used to be doing and talking to players and doing because he was coming from New England. He thought he knew it everything. He got humbled. Obviously, he went back, got himself. He's, he's a little different down there, and with the Vegas, with Vegas Raiders, you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know. I know Jake loves Vic Fangio. You know, Vic. I, you know, I think is a, obviously one of the better coordinators in the league, if not the best. When he was the coordinator in Houston, the way he operated is significantly different than what he does now. And the best thing, and whether Vic says it or not, but I know coaches that coach with Vic, they said one of the best things that happened for Vic is that he got humbled and he had to go and be a position coach or assistant position coach with the Ravens. And then he you go from a coordinator and being a coordinator from for years, not only from Houston, Indianapolis, Carolina, New Orleans. Um, you know, so we're talking about 12, 15 years as a defensive coordinator, right? Or higher up to going to be an assistant outside linebacker coach, the Baltimore Ravens, but he got humbled. Then therefore, then from, from there, he went to be the defensive coordinator at Stanford with Jim Harbaugh. Then he went to San Francisco. Then the way that he connected with the players is significantly different. He had the he didn't have a relationship with his players, at least when I was there. I, I, I had to have a relationship with him because we were in the defensive meetings, but he had no relationship with any other players on the defense, and none of them trusted him, right? Then you see him up there with San Francisco with Patrick Willis, Justin Smith, Navarro Bowman, all those guys. It's totally different. Then you see him when he's in Den- all the other places now. Now look at him. Example, Pete Carroll. Right. You watch his demeanor on the sideline Pete with his Carroll, players. Pete Carroll is 1,000% relationships it's, and psychologist. But it's relationships. Right. He did it in the college. Right. And he just, he's doing it in the pros. Right. Just watch his interaction with his players. Right. He actually even did it in New England. They just didn't – they said, well, they saw Bill Parcells and they were like, we need him. Or or I think Belichick or whoever it yeah, was. Yeah, but – yeah, his track record with his relationship with his players. Just look at him on the sideline. Right. Look how the interaction is. And then when you get into the transfer portal and NIL and all that stuff, it goes back to relationships. Right. It goes back. To, and I don't want to, but the only reason why we got Trey Palmer is because his relationship with who? Mickey. Mickey Joseph. Right. His relationship with Mickey Joseph. Right. So if you have a relationship with your so-called best player, right? Yeah. 
or if you don't have a relationship with your best player, what do you think your best player is going to do if somebody comes calling? Right. He's going to go. Right. He's going to leave. Yeah, but if man. you have that relationship and you have that rapport, even if things aren't going the way they're supposed to be going, well, well, I mean, that's a perfect example because Trey, I think Mickey had, had known Trey since middle school, right? So, okay, he goes through middle school, he goes through high school, he goes to LSU. He's third or fourteen. No, he Mickey said he was fifth and sixth. Oh, oh fifth, sixteen. My bad, fifth, sixteen. Yeah. So that relationship is for real. That's not, hey, it's all fixated on me getting a handout or me playing. Mm-hmm. So he leaves, and then as Trey Palmer, you know, as soon as Mickey Joseph inked his, his contract here, I'm sure Trey Palmer was in the in the transfer portal and his crystal ball was 100% to, to Nebraska. So that lets you know the relationship is there. And there's a lot of, and there's a lot of coaches and players in the NFL are like that as well. And it, and it necessarily doesn't have to be direct. So if Austin, if I have a great relationship with Austin and Austin, you know, I can't go to where Austin's at, you mm-hmm. know, but you worked under Austin, I'm gone. Here's, you want to know another example of that? Vic Fangio. So Ronaldo Hill played for him, right, For in Denver. Ronaldo Hill was the defensive coordinator for the Chargers. Vic Fangio takes the job in 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 the at the Dolphins. Ronaldo Hill left the defensive coordinator job. Now, mind you, they already had another guy in the waiting, but he was a defensive coordinator. Was going to come back. He left there to go coach with Vic. That's a relationship. That's something that's never happened with Vic Fangio. It's, it's relationship and it's trust factor, right? I trust that you have my best interests. As a person. Right. And they talked about it. Strick talked about it. You trusted Coach Osborne, right? right. Yeah. With whole, everything. Wholeheartedly. I did too. Right. Right? Never once did I waver on if I wanted to be at Nebraska because I trusted him. Right. Because I knew he had my best interest. That's the type of relationship. And you have to have it more nowadays. Yeah. Because we couldn't transfer. No. You, you have to miss a year. Nowadays, you can leave and be eligible yeah. to play. Right. You can have – you could. Fudge some paperwork, you'll be there. <laughs> and you'll be there. Right. As long as your grade is good, you'll be there. So right. your relationship with your players has to be on point. point. Because if, you, if, if you're if wavering and they feel it, they don't trust you, they, they're out of here. They always say the best marketing is word of mouth. Yep. And the 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 good thing and the, and the, I guess, the bad thing or the hard thing is in this day and age of social media and players from California able to get in contact and – five seconds through mm-hmm. social media or through, a, I guess, a DM to a kid, say, in Florida or, like, up to Maine. So, you covering everywhere, Texas to Minnesota, wherever, yep. is word of mouth. So, that's why it's so imperative to continue along the process of relationship building. Re- coaching is, is is teaching relationships. It's, in, you know, everything above. And you you can – coach guy's heart you could you could ask a kid you could you could dress him down but as long as it don't get personal um you know kids are definitely you know and if it's fair right it's got to be fair you can't let kenny get get away with being you know say like late to four classes Mm -hmm. and as soon as austin not even you know you don't go to class for you miss four classes and austin you know say is five minutes late to a class and there was a snowstorm and then you dressing him down be, as if he missed the class when he was five minutes late with a legitimate excuse, then they understand that then the bias comes in. So that's the, that's the hardest thing to do. So it happened. Yeah. I mean, but it is. And, and, but the guys know, I'm, I'm telling and they you, know. the guys on that, in that locker room know whether, what I will tell you this, if your coaches 
and you're trying to build up a program, whether you're in high school, in colleges or whatever, you know, you can have your ideas and do. Mm-hmm. But them players know. They know. And the quickest and, – and, and the thing is that people don't understand a lot. And with the – I will say the explosion of with, – with Steve Warren, Warren Academy, Abdul Muhammad with his battle group, um, the numerous number of club teams in the basketball. Obviously, we talked about volleyball, you know, with their clubs. The Even on the women's side, they have a, a Nebraska Lasers. You got Pete Ferguson's crew as far as his, you know, uh, female basketball teams. With the explosion of youth sports, you know what I mean, of youth 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 club teams in and around Lincoln, Omaha, you got teams either in some of these groups are expanded away out there to the Grand Islands, Carnies, and stuff like that. It doesn't just start and stop with one particular grade group. If you have a player or players that are good enough to play at a certain level, and and Kenny, if me and Kenny show up and we know Austin can play. We ain't going to your school. And we don't even got to know Austin. Mm-hmm. But we know he's good, right? Mm-hmm. But me and, but if we know he's good, because here's, here's how the kids think. If he's good and he and say Austin is not playing or whatever, and, and, and the kids know who's a bad apple. Say you, you don't have, you're, you're a good kid and, also, and you're playing at a, on a certain team, say below the where you should be, then why would me and Kenny go there? Cause see, right now you lost credibility because you can't say anything to me and Kenny because we are going off our eyes. These kids these days are very, very visual. They're visual because of these. They're visual because of those. <laughs> and, they're, and they're visual because of what they see. Perception is reality. Because they're showing up with a perception of why Austin's not playing. Right? Yep. It, it might not be the reality, but that is the reality. We know he's good. So-and-so isn't good. We ain't going there because we're going to band together based on what you do with him. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, and it's, 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 it's easy knowledge, but I think a lot of coaches, if they feel like they are in a position of power, don't think it's important. And you know, when they think it's important, when it's too late, when it's too late, when their job's on the line. And by that time, it's too late. <laughs> you in the grease, right? You're already yeah, in the grease, right? You're already in the grease. Or, if you're willing to go to the umpteenth mile to reestablish it, because I, I do feel like it's a relationship, so any relationship can be mended, but you would have the work that you would have to do. You have to be willing to put in the work. Yeah, put in the work, but then put yourself out there. Hey, I messed up. This is what I did before. I did A, B, C, and D. It's on me now. Okay, I can't change that. What can we do going forward? forward. What can we do going forward? Well, we about to see. We have got to see what's going on. <laughs> and we have got to go to break. Jay Foreman, Kenny Wilhite, old school. We're coming Austin back. Austin on the ones and twos. On the ones and twos. We'll be back.